Hello, welcome to Behind the Music Podcast. I am Bridget Devin, your host, and today I'm excited to welcome Mike Zarin with Sensit. He is the founder and president, and Sensit is your 360 music and sound design platform for theatrical advertising. From sonic palettes to trailer-ready talent and beyond, Sensit is the solution. Mike, thank you so much for joining me, and I'm excited to talk all things music and business. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So to start, can you share with us about yourself and how Sensit got started? Yeah, I started Sensit way back in 2008 when there was a need in the market for industrial music hybridized with film score. And that was very much in my wheelhouse as a composer and producer. And so I, uh, out of the gate, got my first trailer was Inglorious Bastards. And then my second trailer, which really put the uh, launched Sensit and my career as a creator in the space, was the Inception teaser trailer. So uh, we've been wow. doing it. We've been doing it every day since then. Um, that's amazing. Okay, so I would love to hear what was it like going from starting your company and recognizing this need, and then immediately working with Inglorious Bastards in their trailer. Yeah, it was really cool. So I had been in the space. I was working for another company as their sales rep for about three years, and I started their trailer and video game division. We we found really good success pretty quickly in my tenure. And after three years of, of being there and really just soaking up the music, learning the business, and networking my way through the industry, uh, it was a really natural step to you know find opportunities for my own music and the music of my team. So uh, it really just, it was sort of just, it kind of fell into place. I, I knew the people, I already knew, had saw the brief coming in for Inglorious Bastards. Um, I knew I had the song for it and mm-hmm. and pitched it along. And then with the Inception project, yeah, another colleague of mine. In fact, this is the power of networking. Uh, a guy I knew when I was in university in Boston uh, was also there and was an engineer on a on my old band's record. I wasn't with the band anymore, but I was in the studio hanging out, and we bumped into each other. And uh, years later, here in Los Angeles, and it turns out he was a music supervisor. He had the gig of working on Inception. He called me for the opportunity to demo, and I had the fortunate experience of winning that gig and getting that project. Wow, that is so amazing! And what a like. Yeah, and like you're saying, the power of networking. Um, and how would you say that your experience in sales did that lend itself to um, this growth? Because I know that's such a skill developing um, as a, a sales person. Yes, I would say in our space, specifically music for sync, and even more specifically music for trailers, theatrical advertising, sales is equally as important as the creative. So uh it it is tremendously important sales um because this is a very competitive space and you cannot rest on your laurels and even if you created the most interesting thing and we have here at sensit we've we've had the very uh, also very fortunate thing outside of inception even after that by creating some very influential campaigns and sonic ideas but if you don't have a good salesperson out there exploiting that, taking advantage of that and getting more opportunity, you're dead in the water here in Los Angeles. Absolutely. And, you know, as I was sharing with you earlier, my personal mission with this podcast is showcasing all these different ways you can work in music. Um, And 
one of the things that's kind of sticking out to me is like you're you are in that creative space of creating music for creative projects but we're also talking about a, a, another skill set which is like sales is there a um like a character trait uh with you know like let's say we're you know you're we're thinking of somebody who's just kind of starting out and developing their own music career what kind of um character traits uh do you think are really important to develop to grow a business in music well you know it, it's an open question because everyone has their own personality traits and characters and i think success Com finds itself in different people with varying types of traits and strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. So I can only really talk about my own and what I what I like to see in people who work for me in, in that regard. And that is you got to be hungry and you got to and you have to have horse blinders on because it's so competitive. You can't look at your competition. Now, in, in most business, I say, no, study your competition. Look at your competition. I I actually think the opposite. I, if you get lost in your competition, you get very distracted very easily. And so, mm. you know, I, I, I think you need to keep the eye on the prize and you got to be hungry. Mm. I, I think I got successful very early in my career because I came from the East Coast. You know, my parents were from New York. I grew up outside of Philly. I went to college in Boston and I came to Los Angeles and it's the, the culture in Los Angeles has shifted. It's a bit more of a New York culture these days where everyone's kind of get out of my way attitude. But when I came back, you know, a lifetime ago, 2005, it was a little bit sleepier. And so I ran circles around everybody mm. with my desire to succeed. And so, you know, with that desire to succeed and desire to get to the top, you know, it really forced me, forced me to just have no fear. I guess that's a character trait. Have mm. no fear. Don't yeah. care. You know, it's like everyone's so hung up, especially these days about offending people or about, you know, being coming off as spammy or salesy or, or and they ignore all the classic things and tactics that you need to get in front of people's face and get their attention. They ignore it because they don't want to come off as obnoxious or like really stick out. But the fact of the matter is you have to, yeah. you know, um, in fact, I was I was saying to one of my my employees last week, you know, she's like trying to get the attention of of a music supervisor. And I was like, you know, go be John Cusack, go stand in front of her apartment <laughs> with a boom box over your head and play a song and <laughs> get her to come out and just say what's up, because that's yeah. what you have to do. Yeah, I love that. And I, I'm, I'm just so particularly interested in sales because as a musician myself who has done like booking, et cetera, I've, um, you know, stepping back, I look at it and I'm like, you know, I, I always kind of, and I think unfortunately, like many people, you, you, when you hear the word sales, you think, Ooh, you know, and maybe bad taste in your mouth, but really it's like, it is a skill set that, that, you develop some people naturally have it which is amazing but it takes time to develop and there's like processes that you know result in like growth one of those things like being follow through and like kind of what you're talking about you know is um you know being like customizing to somebody like you're saying be, be john cusack with a boom box like go you know you know do something it's unforgettable, right? Yeah. Um, so I just have such a curiosity about sales just because it is a skill. Mm -hmm, totally. Um, I'd love to hear too. So with your experience in this industry, uh, what kind of changes are you seeing um, since uh, since it started? 
Well, I mean, we've had a lot of, we've gone through a lot of cycles and some of them have just been stylistic changes in terms of trends and sounds and what people want. And some have been greater business changes. Obviously we just went through a pandemic and in that pandemic, we had a major shift in the distribution platforms and uh, where, where the, the creative and monetary control of the entertainment business is as people are trying to really figure out how to monetize and see if the theater, the theatrical sales will bounce back now that we're finally back. Um, you know, so, you know, starting with creative, just creativity, because at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, that's where we start in this is creativity. And so, you know, when I started, like I said, it was, it was right around this industrial music, um, cinematic music hybrid. And then that evolved and that became this, dub steppy thing mm -hmm. which evolved into the covers female dark covers but with the with and then in the midst of that with dubstep if sound design became a much bigger a bigger use in trailers and that's actually we made a shift that was a big shift that sense it made back when dark covers were taking over and they're obviously still around and we are actually working on a project right now where we did a female cover it's actually coming out next week. I'm very excited about it. And, but we did a shift where it was, um, we focused on sound design because voiceovers became less and less. It became more about the sounds. It became more about the dialogue from the film. And then that just continued to grow and change and shift. And that turned, then covers evolved into using songs and then trailerizing the songs. And right now we are and that started coming out about 10 years ago. And we were one of the first to start doing hip hop trailerizations. And, and we had some good early success a very long time ago doing hip hop trailerizations. And now that's just, that's ubiquitous with trailers. And so trailerizations is now what's going on. Library music where, you know, we started, we, library was a big thing. And these days library is not so much sought after by the creative marketers in theatrical advertising people want the song they want the sounds and on top of that then so that's a stylistic change these days because of the consolidation and the the massive influx of content you know we're now obviously getting content from around the world thank you netflix for doing that <laughs> fantastic and they've opened that up and but because of that we're getting all this content and it's not just film content or, you know, movies. Thank you, Breaking Bad. I mean, sorry, TV shows, Breaking Bad, I really think. I mean, obviously, there was Lost and things that, you know, preceded Breaking Bad. But in the world of streaming, uh, Breaking Bad was probably the, the one show that, you know, really leveled TV up to where film is. And it, to TV is no longer a cheap turnover thing. And you've got, you know, you had many seasons of Walking Dead and 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 after that there's just obviously so many great tv shows and now tv shows are marketed just the same as films have been historically however with tv shows they still have budget concerns and so now we have this shift where you need the big cinematic sound but you need to do it for less while at the same time um you know and this is really throwing a lot at you the record industry has shifted and so because the music industry as a whole has shifted, people look towards sync and other ways to make revenue. Whereas if you look 20, 30 years ago, artists who were putting out records and touring 
had no interest in putting their music in a commercial or a TV yeah. show or anything like that, because that was just like selling out. That was such a joke. Now <laughs> these days people are dying for it, you know, and that's yeah. why, why we have a, we, we have met over the last two years, we've at Sensit have opened up an artist and label services division where we have a, a plethora of incredibly talented artists and we partner with labels from around the world, um, both known and unknown labels that, I just don't have a foot in our business because people are now, they now want to go after the same pile, but same pile of opportunity. And, and when that happens, you know, then you have an oversaturation. And so you have this combination we're all looking at, whereas you've got an abundance of content that needs music and sound. However, um, their budgets are lower. They're working under a different structure. Uh, creative hands have changed because, you know, you've got Warner Media buying HBO, buying Discovery, buying, you know, you've got Disney buying 20th Century, buying, you know, and and yeah. and, and and just sort of this this takeover among takeovers. And and I've been, you know, just in our dealing dealings, we deal with people, so many new faces over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And so you've got a change of hands. So it's like, you know, whereas we you might have had a, a great let's say pre-pandemic had an incredible client base well things have shifted you have to now go make your own client base this is where your sales has to kick back in yeah. and so um and then uh, simultaneously everybody under the sun wants to be in trailers because we all love we all love <laughs> streaming we all love yeah. movies and we all love and if we don't we all love games too so you know yeah. it's so it's really it's interesting how it evolves and it's ever evolving yeah absolutely um I, I love um, l listening to what you're sharing. This is so informative and, and eye-opening about um, this evolution that you've seen. And I'm also curious too, like, is there anything on the horizon you're seeing um, that kind of sticks out to you about, you know, changes in the industry? Well, I think everyone's looking at these unknowns that I just alluded to about these mergers of the big mm -hmm. companies, you know, Disney, you know, where they're out there at their hundredth year of, mm -hmm. of, of uh, we do a lot of work with Disney. We love, I love working with Disney. Uh, but I know there's question marks around that. I, I mean, I don't know the insides and outs yeah. enough to say anything. I only hear whisperings that people yeah, say, yeah, yeah. you know, no more than you and anyone else paying <laughs> attention to the business. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, it, it, right now, all I know is that creatively speaking, everyone wants everything customized everything everyone wants a trailerization and everyone wants it today and yeah. so there's, there's a high demand and then they they want it for less money so uh that's just interesting to see how that shakes down uh um, yeah. or how that plays out i mean this could be that could be you know how things are moving forward this could just be a moment now things tend to just be a moment now moments last a long time like i mentioned dark covers that was really, really prominent in 2014. And here we are nine years later. Are we nine years later? Where are we? Like, uh, it's still yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. It's still going. Yeah. And so I say things are a moment, but that moment is looking at a decade. Right. So, you know, I can look at the next 10 years of, of this sort of high demand customization, lower budget, highly saturated market. Yeah, absolutely. Um. You know, one of the things I'm curious about, too, for for you, um, I'd love to hear, like, what are day to day operations like for you, Mike? So for Sensit, we we've got 
our core team is pretty small. We've got four people. We've got a, we've got, I've got a vice president of creative production and they oversee our staff of about 30 composers. I think we're at now. Mm. And, um, and that, and, and, and that, what they do, what they're doing every day is either working on custom projects, uh, you know, whether it's a trailerization or a custom score for a trailer. And they're also working on stuff for our catalog, whether that's sound design, trailerizations, original, just original songs, you know, we're doing some EPs. Mm. And uh, so that's that going on. I've got uh, my A&R, my, my, my head of A&R, who is every day out there looking for artists and composers and singers and performers and record labels and publishers that have the music or the talent that could really add to what we're doing so we can get find them opportunities and that okay. if they have something intrinsically in their in their catalog or their talents that speak to what our clients are looking for he's actively every day looking uh, for that and i've got our salesperson who is you know, pounding the pavement as you, as you, as you will. And as, yeah. you, as they say, and <laughs> taking zoom meetings in person meetings, we do marketing events. Um, we do marketing. We read, we had a marketing event that we would do, We were doing pre pandemic that we just, we just jogged back up where we brand a taco truck and, and we have a, so it's sense at tacos and we go and we feed our, our clients and appreciation and we, we, we shake hands and, you know, kiss babies and, um, <laughs> And do that. And then we've got my, my marketing wing, which is always looking at, you know, they're handling our SEO, looking at our social media, um, looking at, you know, interacting with, with people who are paying attention to us, doing our data analytics, seeing who's most receptive to our campaigns. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and then, then there's, and then there's the nuts and bolts of, of there's all that, but then there's the back end nuts and bolts of actually running the business, which is everything from meta tagging the music so that it's findable and searchable and, and placed on every possible platform that people can discover it because we want to meet the people where they are and not expect them to come to us. And, but if they do come to us, we, we, we have to set it up. So that's a very enjoyable experience. So they get what they want as quickly as they can. And that's that's basically the gist of it and i'm just kind of i just work with everybody personally to make sure you know the music we're coming out with sounds great uh, i love it the, the, the person the salesperson's you know meeting enough people so that we can hedge our bet and and get as many opportunities as we can and that our marketing team is is speaking in a voice that resonates with our vision I love it. I because lo to me, what I'm hearing is such a fusion between like the creative and and business, good business practices, um, and it's 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 really cool. And and it sounds like it's a, just a great combination for Sensit. Um, well, Mike, as we're nearing the end of the podcast, I'd love to um, hear what your vision is for the future of Sensit. What do you see in the next year or beyond? That's a wonderful question. Um, <laughs> so. You know, like as we are, because we are part of an industry, I have to go where that wind is blowing. And so while I'd like to say what my ideal scenario is, the reality is, is I am in sort of like, let's, let's see how things shake out. Um, my vision, my, my ideal is to obviously finish as many 
trailers as we possibly can. I would love to finish four or five a month with our clients. That would be ideal. And, um, and just really grow with that. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's, we just, you know, I'm just, I don't have a concrete answer there. I really wish I did. Uh, no, I like it because, well, you know, I, I've gotten to interview quite a few people who are like the leaders in their companies. And I've always really appreciated the people who, who touch on what you just touched on, which is that um, go where the wind is blowing because markets are, especially now with technology are constantly shifting and being attentive to that gives you longevity and sustainability. And so um, I actually really appreciated your answer. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, well, uh, before we go, um, can you share how people could stay connected with you or anything else you'd like people to know about Sensit? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Follow us on LinkedIn or socials anywhere. Instagram, that's my primary channel. It's just at Sensit Music. We, uh, YouTube as well. We do a lot of behind the scenes videos where you can hear myself and my team talk even more about these things that we just touched on. And you can find that on YouTube slash Sensit Music, or also we post them on Instagram, but we have a bit longer form stuff on YouTube. And Sensit.net, S-E-N-C-I-T.net. That is where we've got all of our projects, at least our favorite ones. And there's a lot of them there. And, you know, you can browse our catalog, check out some of our artists, check out some of our composers. Now they're not all on there, but we, we, we try to mix them out and not just saturate and overwhelm, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's where to find us. And hopefully, hopefully you look and, and enjoy what you see. I love it. Well, uh, Mike, thank you so much for joining me today and, and sharing the behind the scenes here. And for those who want more, definitely check out their YouTube um, and for more by, behind the scenes, their Instagram, LinkedIn, their website. Um, but I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, and like I said, too, just really appreciate the that merge between creative and business. And um, I just think it's really exciting what you're doing at Sensit and all these cool projects that you're working on. Uh, so, Mike, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.